0: Okay. I think after two years, I'm very happy to be here again this morning. So how many people already listened to me? Okay, some people. Okay, a little bit about me. I was born and raised in Sri Lanka. Age 10 I left home and age 11 I became a Buddhist monk. Um, sometimes people are confused, how, how did you become a Buddhist monk such a young age? Answer, so I don't know why I did that. <laughs> and so anyway, when I go to the temple, uh, my teacher one day, he asked me, do you like to become a monk? In a Buddhist country, when monks say something, we cannot say no to him. Just being respectful, I just said yes. That's it, now I want to become a monk. So my mother asked me, do you know what it is? She was thinking I'm joking. Then I said, I don't know what it is, but sounds good. <laughs> so I was fighting and to go, finally um, they gave me permission, which but they don't like it. However, after I go to the temple, um, I stay there three months, my teacher decided to ordain me my 11th birthday. So... After I become a monk, I was thinking I'm going to have lots of fun. It is not at all. I'm telling you, looking at me now, don't decide to become a monk, you are you don't know what is coming. So, anyway, my training was 10 years. I call I used to live in a boot camp. Ten years. So difficult, vigorous training. However, I'm so happy I'm done. <laughs> And so now it's a totally different story. Then I went to Australia, then I came to the United States, now many years here in this country. And as I said, um, you know, Jean said, you know, I'm the abbot of the Blue Lotus Temple. It is all UU Church in Woodstock. Um, so I was teaching meditation there. After nine years later, they sold the church. Then I had the opportunity to uh, purchase the church. One lady donated 100000 <laughs> to get the church and so after I get that old historical building, um, they were thinking I take everything down and make it to the Buddhist temple. It is a really all church and um, I said no need to do that. Last nine years I used to live with Jesus, okay, rest of my life I can live with him. So when you come to the Blue Lotus Temple now, look like a church. One side, this big stained glass, Jesus standing, other side, ten feet tall, Buddha standing. That is the combination of the Blue Lotus Temple. That's the only church or Buddhist temple in the whole world, Buddha and Jesus standing together. No fight. They are totally at peace, the problem is people. Now we have 386 meditation classes per year. Um, people come to practice mindfulness. Uh, most of the churches, uh, religious places are open to Sunday morning service like today. But I am close. Why most of people come to our temple, they go to church. So I want to respect that. Now I am traveling around the world almost 200 days per year and sharing this message of loving kindness and mindfulness. and Asking people to become a mindful person. That's what I'm doing. Okay, just monkeying around (laughs) That's my job now monkeying around. Okay, so anyway um, Everybody in this world when I talk to people most of people bring their matters and difficulties to discuss with me Most of the problem I can say 99% problem people bring it to me to discuss their sad stories. Very rarely somebody come to me and said, Oh Bhante, today my day is so wonderful, my family is doing so great, my mind is so peaceful, I am so happy today. Very rarely, very rarely. Most of the day I am listening to their challenges and difficulties. Now just imagine how I handle the end of my day, listen to all those stories, I'm totally fine. <laughs> Why? That's not my problem. <laughs> so I try to help them, if they are getting help after I talk to them, I'm very happy. After I talk to them hours, still they are unhappy, still I'm happy. Why? I don't want to take that problem into my life. So that's how I live my life. So now people looking for happiness always people looking for happiness now looking for happiness I can see in this society what people are doing some people believing if I have more money I will be so happy now people making so much money now I am asking you after having so much money are you happy I don't think so Many people have difficulties and challenges. Then people think, if I have a boyfriend, if I have a girlfriend, if I have a partner, if I have somebody in my life, I will be so happy. Then you go and find a person suitable to you. After a few years later, I'm asking, are you happy? Then most of the people say, no, not at all. I don't want to see him again. (laughs) That's what people say sometimes. So then, you know, people who come to your life, sometimes you cannot find happiness. The problem is, we're always looking for happiness outside, in other people, in material thing. Now, you know, I was reading a magazine published in Australia, it says 60% of the world wealth in the United States. That means this nation has to be the happiest nation in the world. But we are not. So we have all the problems and challenges and difficulties. But I know there are so many good things too. So good thing always we can talk about. But we had to focus on our difficult areas and we had to be better. Now what is happening today? People are searching, looking, going all over the place looking for happiness. I am asking people, don't search for happiness. You never get it. Don't search for happiness. Happiness comes with something pleasurable. That's not the word. Something pleasurable. When you eat ice cream, how do you feel? You feel happy. When you eat ice cream, you feel happy. When you eat a piece of chocolate, your favorite chocolate, you feel happy. So that happiness doesn't last long. So when you are with somebody, you like maybe that person after a year later, are you happy? No. So I'm asking, don't search for happiness. I'm asking, look for contentment. Look for contentment. I was, you know, in Arizona, you know, every morning when I'm in Arizona, I try to hike. That's a good time for me to meditate and um, do my things. So one day I was the first person top of the mountain. So I was sitting and waiting for sunrise, then I saw there are two dogs, but look around, no people, just two dogs, but they are, look so tired, tongue out, going <clears throat> like that. Then I was thinking, what happened to these dogs? I look around, then I saw bottom of the mountain, there are another two people coming, climbing. Hiking. So then they came up, then uh, the dogs are tired, then they grabbed their backpack and put some cups out and gave some water. How lucky those dogs are! So then, right after they have some water, they were so content. Now they are sitting, both sides of me, I'm sitting on a rock. Then those owners ask those dogs, Let's go then they don't know to go. Then the owners asked me, what did you do to my dogs? I said, I'm very sorry, maybe they are meditating with me. <laughs> so that moment I felt dogs are content. Right after they get some water, they are totally fine. They are totally rest. So their tongue is not out anymore. So, sometimes I feel we all human beings are like thirsty dogs. We're running crazy like mad dogs all over the place looking for something. When you're searching and searching, that contentment goes further. I'm asking, look for contentment. Contentment means you feel satisfied. You feel this is enough. This is enough. Now look what, why, when you are looking for happiness, what will happen in this world? People looking for things, doing things, what other people do? That's the biggest mistake. I call downstream. Everything is set in this society to go downstream. Now think about when you are a teenager, when you go to high school, you want to feel included. What you did, whether doing, they are doing right or wrong, doesn't matter. Whatever your friends did, you did the same thing. Am I right? So you want to feel included. When you go to the society, you just follow what other people do. That's the biggest mistake we did in our life. Don't do that. So, you know, I can see the problem in this world, everything is, all the information is set for people to go downstream. I'm asking, don't get into that stream. I'm asking for you, prepare your mind to go upstream. Sometimes people asking, if I want to be happy, what I have to do, Bhante? Then my funniest answer is, do everything opposite what society is doing. <laughs> doing everything opposite what the world is doing. Do you understand what I mean? So everybody just following others' ideas, other thoughts. We are not following our own heart. We never listen to ourselves. So that's why our emotions always going in, you know, back and forth back and forth life we call imbalance any yoga teachers are here yoga people ok yoga teacher you know in the yoga tradition in Sanskrit word there is a word people using called the samadhi in the Buddhist teaching also we use that word samadhi so <clears throat> when I go to the yoga teachers training program they use that word I am asking what does that means then say they say bliss they say bliss. For me, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know what it means. So, Samadhi, when we say bliss, people don't understand what it means. So, I will break into two syllables. Sama means in Sanskrit tranquility. Sama means in, in Sanskrit tranquility or equality. Dhi means the state, the state of mind. Now you can see, what is the Samadhi means, tranquil state of mind. Tranquil state of mind. So, why we are not tranquil? Why we are not peaceful? Why our emotions always bouncing back and forth, going up and down, which we call imbalance. When we have imbalance emotions, I'm asking you, how do you feel, end of the day? How do you feel? Your emotions are always going back and forth, like and dislike, good and bad. Exhausted. End of the day, you feel exhausted. That's why we cannot focus. I'm asking you, we have to balance our emotions. So I'm going to tell you some few steps you all have to focus to get better, have a joyful, balanced life if you want to. I'm telling you, suffering is optional. It's totally up to you how you are going to live your life. If you want to have a joyful, balanced life, the first quality is, we all have to practice self-loving kindness. Make sense? So we all have to practice self-love. When we practice self-love, self-love goes two different directions. One is, physical self-love. Other one is mental self-love. Some people are so good with their mind, they call, they're good with their mind, no idea about their body. Some people are very good with their body. When I go to gym to exercise, I meet young men. They are so into their body, building, you know, muscles. They go to the mirror and posing. Look, Bhante. But then sometimes we are walking in track, then they are asking me questions. Sometimes I'm exhausted, sometimes I'm tired, I'm emotionally imbalanced, you know, I, sometimes I feel I want to kill, my, you know, kill myself. That means they are so focused on their body, no idea about the mind. So the person who practice self-love, always taking care of the body, taking care of the mind. That's the first quality, if you want to have a joyful, balanced life. So in the modern days modern world we say put your oxygen mask first before you assist other person that's what buddha said 2600 years ago now they are using in the airplane okay the second one is practicing compassion practicing compassion what is compassion what is compassion any thought yes okay perfect so, you feel other person's challenges and difficulties, then you want to help that person, which is a wonderful thing. But what will happen to people when you feel other people's pain and, and difficult and challenges? What will happen? You feel in your body. Real compassion is how I am going to help you without hurt into myself. Very difficult for people to do that. That's why I said, being a monk, I am practicing that every single day because people bring their problem into my life and to discuss. One lady came two hours driving to see me and discuss her problems, you know, right after she see me, she was crying and sad, then I just waiting until she finished. And right after she you know done crying, she said, Oh Bhante, apologize, I'm very sorry. I was so emotional in front of you. Did I? I said, not at all. And then she asked me, Did I hurt your feeling? I said, not at all. Then she felt so offended. <laughs> then she was looking at me. You don't feel for me? You don't have feeling. I said, I do. But your problem is not mine. I am ready to help you, but if I become you, who is going to help me? So when you have become negative and emotional, what I did, I protected myself. I put the, put the veil. I can see through, but I don't let them to come in. So I am asking, real compassion is, feel for other people's difficulties and challenges. Don't take them into your life. That's a compassion. Does Make sense? Okay, the third one is appreciate your joy. So when you see something good happen to somebody, just appreciate it. Rejoicing together. How wonderful. Opposite of jealousy. How wonderful. You did an amazing job. I'm so happy you bought a new car. I'm so happy you bought a new house. Enjoy with that person. That's a great quality, right? Very difficult to follow. The... Next, the fourth one is equanimity. Keep yourself balanced. I said that in the beginning. When our emotions are always going back and forth, keep your emotions balanced. If somebody come to you and said you are so beautiful, you can say thank you. One man called me and asked me to come to his house. I was in Chicago, he is in Wisconsin. I said, Michael, I cannot come today. It is not really urgent. You can manage your emotions today. Then he was keep begging and asking, I really want to see you today. I said, I'm very sorry, I cannot make it. Then he said, you are the most unkind monk I ever met. (laughs) Then he hung up the phone. I am almost ready to teach loving kindness. In that moment, I start to laugh. It doesn't hurt me at all. Then I went home, next week I was teaching meditation at the temple, I can see this man sitting in front of me. Then after meditation he came to me and said, Bhante, I'm very sorry what I did, what I said last week. I want to apologize. Then I said, Michael, you didn't do nothing for me. Whatever you did last week, you did to yourself. Now you are apologizing, still you are doing to yourself. So whatever his difficulties, I didn't take into my life. Because I don't want to live my life always based on other people's emotions and words and criticism. It doesn't matter. I want to live by myself. So you know, last you know, few years ago I came here. Maybe you never seen me have a beard. Now I have a beard. It is a little unusual. Monk always shave head and no hair, kind of. So I realized I did everything to make other people happy. My, most of my monk life, I did everything to make other people happy. Then right after, like a few months ago, I started to grow my beard. Now everybody's question. American people extremely love it. I'm so grateful for that. Eastern people extremely hate it. Then I said, doesn't matter. For me, doesn't matter. My mother said, you look like a man now. <laughs> Why, she's seen me like a baby face all the time. All her life, 40 years of being a monk, right? It's very interesting. So now I'm asking you, don't live your life based on others' words, others' emotions, others', you know, the what, others actions, do yourself. That's the best thing that's the best way to receive joy into your life. The next quality is understand the nature of life. What is nature of life? Changing which is impermanent. If you can understand what is the nature of life which is impermanent, everything is subject to change. If things are changing, I'm asking why bother? <laughs> Just wait and live your life. I call life is precious and same time it is beautiful and also it is short. After you understand that, you can enjoy your life. The next one is the biggest problem, biggest difficulty we have in our life because of our ego. I, my and mine, I call I, my, mine syndrome. When you have this syndrome, we get into the, all the problems in our life. So try to reduce as much as you can what you are believing as self. I can give a whole other talk about it. Right? So when you become less ego or no ego, if you can do that, you become what? You become so humble. But being humble doesn't mean you become a doormat. Learn how to be a cobra, even if you are humble. Cobra always hiss, but without poison. You know, if you come to Woodstock, in my congregation, you will see I'm hissing all the time. <laughs> but people know I don't have a poison inside. Otherwise, people use me as a doormat. Make sense? So less ego, become humble, don't become a doormat. You have a right to speak up, but how? The next one is another big issue we have in the society, judgment. Judgment, somebody judging you. What do you think about that word, judgment? Do you like somebody judging you? You feel good, oh, somebody judging me, how wonderful. That's how you feel. You hate that word judgment, right? So, judgment has very strong religious connotation. Strong religious connotation, and it is negative to this country, this society. So, people say, Bhante, don't judge. I'm asking, how come? I'm judging always. I'm judging always. Now, looking at me, listen to me, what you are doing? You are judging. Looking at you, what I'm doing, I'm judging. When people say, no judgment, don't judge, which means another judgment. (laughs) So I don't know why people say that. So I'm asking, please judge. Please judge. That's okay. But condemnation is not good. Condemnation is not good. Discrimination is not good. So why we are judging to live our life? to understand what is happening in the society. We are not planning to hurt somebody based on our judgement. Now I said few things. What is the first one? Practicing self-love. What is the second one? Practicing compassion. What is the third one? Appreciative joy. Appreciate others' you know, the goodness and happiness. What is the fourth one? Equanimity, keep yourself balanced. What is the fifth one? Understand nature of life. N- understand, wow, you guys are good. <laughs> Understanding nature of life. What is the next one? Ego. ego. Yeah, less ego, being humble. What is the last one? Judge- non-judgmental, judgmental. non-judgmental. E- you know, go home and make a note and keep in front of you those qualities every single day looking at them one by one, each day, Every minute I am trying to practice these qualities. I am telling you, being a monk, many years I struggle with these qualities so much. But throughout my practice, little by little, I realize I am getting better. I am getting better. I am getting better. Now I feel no doubts about this journey where I am going now. I feel so confident, I, I took a right path, I took the you know, right direction, my life is getting better. So I am asking you to do the same. So believe in these qualities. Nobody come and save you. You are the one. So I can see all you are in this sanctuary today, I feel you are tiny little Buddhas. See you are smiling. That means definitely you have that Buddha nature within, go and see and feel and see the beauty inside you. If you don't see, after you practicing these seven, you know, the eight qualities, after seven days, if you don't see any changes in your life, I'm going to quit being a monk. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Why I say that, I'm really sure it will work for you everybody. So thank you so much for today. Uh, This morning, listen to me, take this message and add more love to the world. And few words, my project I'm doing last 16 years, as she said, I donated 23 incubators. Now my biggest goal to receive this ultrasound machine. Why I do that? Mothers are the most important human beings in this world. Fathers too, don't misunderstand. Because if one mother going wrong, whole world is going wrong. If mothers are doing well, children are doing well. So, before we treat children, first we have to treat mothers. So, that's how I am believing. That's why I am teaching meditation last 16 years to these pregnant mothers. Every year, I am teaching 300 pregnant mothers in one place, same time, how to practice with the belly, you know, the rubbing with the loving kindness. Then I am donating all the equipments. So, whatever you purchase today, all okay. the 100%, 100% proceed, go to the mothers and the babies. My books are there. Three, three CDs are there. One is a guided meditation CD, putting out the fires in your mind. The second one is driving with Bhante. If you have a road rage, that's the one. <laughs> then the last CD is bedtime with Bhante. Don't misunderstand. And so it will help you to falling asleep at night. Okay. So thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.